Hello and welcome. The goal of this podcast is to get listeners connected with others in the sports industry because they say it's all about who you know and now you know us. Hello and welcome everybody. This is your host Connor Shank and as you can see we have Mr. Callan Kuhlman on the podcast today. He has been on a number of times as we've interviewed others but today he is on the hot seat so we're looking forward to getting to know Callan a little bit about his sports industry experience and um, as he is now with a company, I'm not going to give it away yet, but he is in the sports industry, so we'll, we'll be able to connect and talk more. And uh, for those listening and viewing on YouTube, this is um, the 36th episode, so we're excited to continue this here with Callan. And uh, now Callan, his current role, he's uh, at uh, Intersport, based in Chicago there, and uh, he's in the Strategic Partnerships Division. So Mr. Kuhlman, why don't you uh, kind of give us give us a little roadmap, kind of how you ended up, you know, at Intersport, uh, kind of what inspired you to go down the sports industry uh, to start? Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> just wanted to say I'm uh, really glad to be on. Obviously, uh, I was kind of part of, you know, helping you as well as Sal kind of start this whole thing. And you reached out to us and had the idea. And um, it's great to see the stuff you're still doing. Met a lot of cool people through it. Um, and it's, it's fun to be on the other side. But yeah, I am uh, started at Intersports about four months ago, um, beginning of October, end of 2023, um, like you mentioned, in the Strategic Partnerships Division. Uh, and I've been loving it so far. I'm sure we can kind of um, get into that role, you know, a little bit a little bit down the road here. But um, sort of the path, you know, I, I grew up, it's, it's typical, it's what everyone says, but wanted to be in the industry just because it's, it's what I grew up loving um, and went to University of Oregon because they offered a major in sports business. Um, I will say I wish I did a little bit more with my sports business degree while I was there, but uh, I had a great time and, and loved the school, that's for sure. Um, and then you and I got to know each other from uh, the SLB program at Arizona State and the College of Law. And, uh, you know, from there, uh, I was able to get an internship at Priority Sports and Entertainment, which is more of a uh, player representation side of the business on the agency side, but uh, player focused. And that's actually why I ended up moving out to Chicago uh, about a year and a half ago now, which is kind of crazy. Time's flying. Um, and that ended and, you know, took a little bit of time away from the industry to figure out what I wanted to do. As everyone knows, it's, it's never a straight path. Um, but then uh, landed at Intersport in the role I'm at now and absolutely love it. I think everything kind of worked out for a reason and, and I'm definitely on the right path to doing what I want to do. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, kind of going off of that there, can you recall maybe a specific moment or event that um, kind of set you on this path maybe to where you're at today? Because um, and previously some of your uh, work experience has been kind of with the basketball agency specifically with the marketing endorsements that type of thing so yep. just curious this is a little bit of a different uh spinoff kind of same same realm but um yeah yeah definitely i mean it's a little it's definitely a little different um parts of the business are different but still a lot of similarities when crossing over um and i think the thing that'll always stick out to me is the first sort of real world in-person internship experience I was able to get in the industry was between my junior and senior year at Oregon. Um, and it's by far the coolest role I've had to this day, um, which was quite the way to start your career, I guess. Um, but I was out in Vegas for a summer and got to intern at the uh, marketing arm that reps Shaquille O'Neal and Jason Tatum. 
Um, so was kind of around those two, especially Shaq a lot, which was very eye opening as that being kind of my first, like I said, real in-person experience, <laughs> excuse me. Um, and that was a lot of, like you mentioned, the marketing and endorsement side of stuff, working with some of his partners um, and realized kind of that's when the path started where, hey, you know, I always thought I wanted to be an agent, but I think I enjoy the marketing and the endorsement and off-court stuff. I enjoy that side more than, you know, dealing more personally with the players and player contracts and everything along that route. Um, so that really sparked my interest in the marketing side of things. And then kind of since then, um, everything I've been a part of or looked for has been on that marketing slash partnership side of things. And then now in my current role, um, it's obviously not athlete focused at all. It's more property focused. Um, but on that partnership side of things, because I just, I've realized that I enjoy kind of, <clears throat> I don't know if matching is the right word, but figuring out what sort of brands and products, um, would be a good fit for specific things. Um, and kind of, I've loved diving into that whole process, but, uh, I would say just that first internship experience working on the marketing endorsement side of things really is what piqued my interest kind of down this road. Right. Right. And then, so now, You've gone from different basketball agencies, NBA Summer <clears throat> League, et cetera, et cetera. And now you made your way to Intersport, as we've touched on. So for those uh, listeners and viewers who maybe don't know what Intersport is, can you kind of run them through maybe a little, uh, you know, behind the scenes or kind of what Intersport does? You mentioned they work with properties, brands, et cetera. Kind of so a little spiel on that Intersport and then uh, lead into kind of your role specifically. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and to be honest, when I... Um, kind of first started at Intersport and when I was kind of going through the job process, I couldn't even really tell you what it was because yep. they it's it's a it's a marketing agency is the best way I would put it that operates in so many different levels and verticals that still after being there for months, um, there's parts of our business that I'm not fully versed in and know that much about. Um, but kind of an overview, I would I would split it into two sides. Um, we have a property side, which is what I sit on, which includes um, basketball, like a basketball vertical, which is what I'm on. We have a golf vertical um, where we put on a couple of different golf tournaments throughout the year. Um, we also do stuff. The other side is on the agency services side of things. So think typical big agency who works with big brands um, and focuses on sort of the client service aspect of that. Um, so we've worked with Dosecchi's and Heineken and Chase and a bunch of different brands. And that's what I would consider the other side. Um, so I don't deal much with that side. I actually kind of deal, I guess, you know, if you think of these big brands that that side of the house is working with, like those are the type of people that I'm trying to talk to, to get interested in a partnership with right. uh, the vertical that I'm on. So it's cool how it all uh, works together and fits together, but that's kind of a, a whole overview of everything. Um, and then my specific role that I'm well-versed in within the company is, like I mentioned, on the basketball side. Um, so we operate a bunch of events. Uh, it could be single game events. They could be um, tournaments uh, in the fall throughout the college basketball season. Uh, I believe we had eight events this past fall. And then we also operate the high school and college slam dunk and three point competition, um, which is in the final four host city every year. So kind of part of final four week leading up to one of the biggest sports marketing weekends of the year. Yep. Um, so you really get the full 
uh, overview and full course of the basketball season. Our first event was uh, right at the beginning of November. And then, you know, we continue until the beginning of April with final four events. And then you start over and you've got, you know, a dozen or so more events next fall. Um, so there's always something going on, but I specifically sit on the partnership side of things. Um, so all of our events, we own and operate them. So controlling <clears throat> partnership sales, um, media sales, everything in between. And then we have an operational team that helps run the events and gets the teams there and um, everything related to that. But I sit on the partnership side um, and assist in any way that I can, you know, whether it's with a title partner or presenting partner, an official partner, um, or someone just looking for uh, any sort of little activation opportunity at this specific event. Um, and it, it's been awesome so far. Yeah, no, I mean, and, and as we <clears> talked <throat> before, you know, sponsorships and the partnerships is something that obviously we're, uh, you're obviously interested. I think it's, it's a very cool aspect. And I think growing up in sports, it's, I mean, like watching sports and thing, you just see all these brands, but you, you know, at least for me growing up, I was like, okay, didn't think much of it, but it's really, you know, one of the biggest facets of the sport industry is, is the, is the name and rights is the brand activations and things like that. Mm -hmm. So as far as you've, you know, gone in your career with the, with the activations and with reaching out and prospecting, what are some, some ways that you've found um, best for those listeners and viewers that, you know, maybe they're in a similar role prospecting or trying to get a hold of, of brands and companies, like how are you pitching inner sport in your, in your basketball vertical, I guess is my question. Yeah. I mean, I guess I can kind of speak on what we're doing right now because it's, it's relevant on February 7th is um, like I mentioned, we do the high school and college slam dunk and three point um, competitions. And then we actually added this year as part of the women's final four weekend, we're doing a women's college all-star game. Um, which hasn't been around before. And with, you know, the growth we're seeing in women's basketball with, with Caitlin Clark and everyone knows who she, who she is and, you know, sees her all over. Um, we felt this would be a good opportunity to sort of bring that in. Um, and so also selling partnerships and working on the event there, but what we're doing specifically right now um, is treating this and why it's able to be successful is because um, it's really the only way for brands to get involved with NCAA Final Four weekend, um, you know, if they're not an NCAA corporate partner. So all the advertising you'll see um, at the actual semifinals and, you know, the national championship game, those all come through the NCAA. The NCAA controls that. So those are going to be NCAA corporate partners that have the rights to that. Um, you know, your question was based on kind of, where have you found success? And, you know, I learned this through my boss and sort of watching him and assisting him and following what he does. You know, we treat this, we use the exact words as, you know, this is a, way, a backdoor way into NCAA Final Four weekend to make your brand stand out and have relevance. Um, and it's really, really the only way to do it. And so we've found success through that. And so I think um, to kind of answer your question as a whole, it's it's important to showcase or show why, this specific event that you're selling, like why it matters for that specific brand and why it'll help them out. Um, so that's a perfect example with the final four. And then, you know, we handled the the Fort Myers tip off down in Florida, men's and women's tournaments. Like there we've kind of found success going through some local Florida companies, um, you know, that are going to want to get their advertising out there to the local community and then also have the games, you know, on Fox and FS1. So they'll get that national presence as well. Um, so it's really all about 
just finding companies that would be the right fit, whether it's for location or objectives that the company is interested in um, or any sort of category that you can kind of decipher. Yeah, no, and I wanted to touch a little bit on the the aspect of kind of you mentioned the women's game and the women's industry and things like that. So that was going to lead me into to one of my questions regarding kind of the evolution of the industry itself with um, maybe we can just talk about kind of some of the events that that are going on that that you know intersport hosts or maybe other teams or leagues. But where do you see the, the industry in that aspect as far as you know maybe preseason games, you know overseas games? I mean, do you think intersport or or someone else will kind of get into that a little bit more mm-hmm. now that you know sports business and sports are coming more international in the college level? That's a good question. I don't really know sort of how far you can push the boundaries college-wise from an international perspective. I will say um, you're seeing more of these sort of one-off college events occurring. Um, You know, if you look probably 20 years ago, specifically in college basketball, you didn't have all these, you know, like this year we did Gonzaga against UConn in Seattle. Like Mm -hmm. you didn't used to have all these one-off events, but it's because there's more of a platform for college sports now. Um, and specifically sticking on the women's side, we mentioned we brought up the uh, Women's College All-Star Game. We're also um, creating a, so if you think Women's College Volleyball, gaining a lot of popularity. The uh, uh, Final Four in Volleyball about a month ago was the most watched um, Women's College Volleyball semifinals and national championship ever, and it beat it by a massive margin. Um, so there's popularity growing there as well. And if you think about it, you know, because volleyball has been a little bit underrepresented in the in the past, there's no such there's no preseason volleyball tournament. Or, you know, you've got all these college basketball tournaments going on, whether it's Maui um, or the Legends Classic or CBS Sports or whatever it may be. That doesn't exist for volleyball. Um, so we're kind of turning our college sports division into or our basketball division, excuse me, into more of a whole rounded um, college sports vertical. So Labor Day weekend um, in September of this coming year will be the inaugural college volleyball showcase um, featuring, you know, four of the top teams in the country. Uh, They each play two matches. You know, there's semifinals, a championship, a third place game. Um, So just stuff like that, coming up with new events for um, different sports or just, just anything that can kind of that hasn't been done before. You know, it allows it not only gets good exposure, um, like I know Sports Business Journal put out a piece about the Women's College Volleyball Showcase. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gaining a lot of traction, but it also helps from a partnership standpoint because all these companies are going to want to be part of something special that's you know happening for the first time and it's nationally broadcast. Um, and so to answer your question, I don't know how much you can really expand internationally, um, but I, I do think you'll continue to see a lot of you know, events that'll pop up and you kind of think, oh, I can't believe that hasn't been done before, but it's all, it's a matter of executing it. Um, and that's what I've enjoyed at Intersport is because we put on so many different events and have so many different teams. It's, um, I've really kind of seen us nail that and, you know, I'm, I'm proud to be part of the company for sure. Yeah. It's been cool to see some of the projects you've worked on kind of just, you know, behind the scenes, um, knowing you for, 
how, you know, as long as I have, but maybe you can touch on that a little bit. Maybe uh, it doesn't have to be inner sport it can be uh, somewhere else. I know you mentioned your time over working with Shaq and Jason Tatum, but would, would that be kind of some of your favorite projects or favorite project you've worked on? I'm assuming. Yeah, I would, I would definitely say it's, it's one of them is all the stuff I did over there. Um, specifically inner sport wise, um, you know, I kind of started basically a couple of weeks before the college basketball season started. Um, so kind of thrown into the fire, which obviously is a little stressful. Um, and my, my boss would joke around about being thrown into the fire, but, uh, it's way better than, you know, not being busy. I'll play that. Um, so to be honest, everything kind of blended together the first couple months because you're working on partnership aspects for all these different tournaments that are back to back to back. Um, I will be in Phoenix in April for uh, Final Four week, going to all that stuff. And we've been working on, you know, whether it's a sales pitch, a presentation deck, prospecting um, for those events for the past six months. And now we're obviously hitting it full force. Um, so I know when I get there uh, in person for a whole week working on the high school slam dunk and three-point championships and then the college slam dunk and three-point championships and then the after party that's part of that um, I know that'll be a full kind of full circle moment where I see everything come together. Um, so I would love to discuss that with you when it all comes back. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I'm looking forward to that one. And, and other than that, I haven't gotten to travel too much yet. Um, I went to one of our events and then actually we do a lot of work with Under Armour. So I went to the, uh, high school Under Armour all America week, the ball game down in Orlando. Um, I loved it. That was awesome. I can't really say it was one of the coolest projects I've worked on because I wasn't part of anything leading <laughs> up to the event. I basically was there and and helping out once the event was going on. No, and I and um like we touched on I was able to get you know insider information on that and saw the cool stuff you did down there and uh kind of regarding your maybe your schedule a lot of the, the listeners and viewers ask about uh industry professionals kind of how they go about their day and things like that. So uh, give us possibly, you know, a little breakdown. It doesn't have to be too specific, but maybe kind of things you start on just you know, between the nine to five kind of work day, emailing maybe at the beginning of the day, cold calls, whatever it is. Sure. Mm -hmm. Do kind of a, a day in the life of Mr. Coleman. Um, yeah. I mean, right now um, my boss and I used to meet just twice a week, um, but now that final four is ramping up and there's a lot going on, we meet, uh, first thing in the morning for 30 minutes uh, every day. So we're in office Tuesday through Thursday. So that'll be in person Monday through Friday. We're from home. So just um, a team's call, obviously. But, you know, usually in those meetings, there's stuff that came up overnight that a brand we're talking to responded or there's a new, um, you know, proposal coming in where I've got to go fix something in, in the deck or fix an asset that we're offering. Um, and stuff just kind of changes nonstop. It's a mix of current proposals that are out there and that we're building for people that I've got to help work on. It's a mix of um, prospecting different brands that could be a good fit uh, for Final Four opportunities. It's a mix of cold outreach um, to different companies and then following up with that outreach. So it's kind of a, a never-ending cycle where you're never going to spend all day on, oh, I'm just going to look at all these potential brands that can be a good fit because something will come up where there's something in the pipeline and, you know, your team needs something put together in the next 24 hours. Or you're never going to spend all day 
working on different prospects that are in the works because, you know, there's more goals that need to be met. So we need to go find, you know, a dozen more companies that we can reach out to today that could be a good fit. Um, so to answer your question, I never, it's, it's cliche and everyone says it, but there's no one day that's the same. There's always something different going on. Um, and it may be a little bit stressful at times, but you know, I love what I'm doing and I love being busy. Um, So it's, it's, it's also at, at all hours of the day, there's, uh, you know, my, my boss and I'll give this to him, very hard worker. Um, I've enjoyed working for him. He's up, you know, he's sending me emails at, you know, nine, 10, 11 PM almost every night with different things going on. Um, so, you know, it's just something that never stops and I'm, it's definitely enjoyable though. Yeah, well, in your answer there, um, you touched on a little about pitch decks and things like that. And uh, regarding your background, I'm not too familiar with uh, your creative, uh, you know, work and whatnot. But I I have talked to others in the industry that have kind of learned some of those skills regarding maybe like Photoshop or Adobe, things like that, making pitch decks and making things, you know, presentable to a po possible business partner or a partnership. So maybe uh, touch base, you know, give us a little inside scoop on Are those skills that you learn? Did you do that kind of undergrad? Um, kind of walk us through that. Because I know for me, you know, making graphics yeah. and stuff was just like, and especially in grad school, we were like doing fake proposals and all of a sudden I'm knee deep in Adobe, you know, trying to trying to make a you know, edit of sorts. So I think it's just something that, you know, other listeners and viewers would like to, to you know, learn more. Yeah, so everything I had done in the past leading up to this job, I'd done on, you know, basic PowerPoints or I'd use Canva to create different stuff. So if I was making a pitch deck for an interview, you know, I'd use Canva yep. and I, it would take me a while, but I would do it and I'd make it look good. Um, and then when I started here, you know, there's dozens of, of decks that need to get sent out and be edited and get done during a week. Um, and we use Photoshop for a lot of stuff, which right. I came in, I had never opened Photoshop once in my <laughs> life. Um, and so that was a process that was actually funny enough. The most stressful part when I started my job was figuring out how to work Photoshop, <laughs> um, which doesn't have a huge effect to the overall line of business that I'm doing, but right. you know, prospective partners want to see what their brand would look like. you know, activating or being involved with things that, that you're trying to get them to do. Um, so Photoshop was, was essential and, um, kind of the girl that I took over for after she transferred to another role, she was super helpful and, you know, teaching me that, but it was a lot of learning it on your own, um, and reps and practicing. And, you know, after I'd say it took me like maybe a month and, and now it's, it's, you're just pumping them out like that. Um, but to answer your question on the creative side, like, That was something I'd never done before, but it's definitely important. Um, just like examples of when we use it as if we're pitching, you know, eight minutes of courtside LED signage to say it's Aflac. Like we have saved pictures from different tournaments and events that we've done where you can see the LED. Um, so we want to show them exactly what that would look like. So you're flipping that LED from whatever brand it was previously and then throwing Aflac is what we're using as an example, like throwing that in there. Mm -hmm. So you've got to kind of act quickly on your feet and, and learn that process. But once you do it enough, it's, it's super quick. And I would kind of urge anyone who's looking to get into the marketing or specifically partnership side of things, like definitely a good skill to have because it's, it's never a bad thing to have. Like if 
you don't end up using it that often, who cares? But if you're able to kind of go in right away and say, hey, like these are skills, you know, hard skills that are on my resume, like th that's something that could kind of set you over the top. Right. And then touching on the skills and, and, and the industry, how do you stay informed on industry trends? You know, what resources or like publications, et cetera, do you find to be uh, most valuable in your day-to-day -day, uh, in the industry? Yeah, definitely. I try to kind of uh, stay involved in, in any way that I can. So the, the sports business daily podcast that comes out every day uh, that I know you and I have talked about, talked mm -hmm. about before, it's, you know, anywhere from seven to 12 minutes that you can listen to. I've got a 45 minute train ride into the city every day, so I can pump that out real quickly. Um, but that's just current things that are going on, whether it's the agency world, the sports business industry, kind of anything that's involved with sports as a whole. Um, that's not super in depth, but it kind of gives you, you know, the headlines of what's going on. Um, <clears throat> to be honest, I use Sponsor United a ton. Um, I think that's a great platform, not only for, um, you know, helping you with prospecting, but they'll send out a bunch of different uh, marketing and partnership reports. Uh, like they just sent one out for the entire NFL season. So you can see every brand that was part of the NFL um, or every <clears throat> Monday morning, they send out the 25 hottest brands in sports right now, which um, to be honest, I mean, I obviously look at those every Monday morning, yeah. a lot of them, like they'll say, Oh, this brand just signed with, you know, this specific team or this event in Italy. Like I wouldn't have known that unless it was, through Sponsor United. So that's been super helpful um, from a, both a personal knowledge standpoint and then also with my job, just like yep. different companies that we can bring to the table that may be a fit. Um, <clears throat> other than that, I mean, just kind of any sort of um, podcast or news sources that I can use, whether it's, you know, as simple as, as ESPN or something as in-depth as this, the Sports Business Journal, just kind of anything out there that's relevant, it's important to know. Right. And then is there, are there certain books, kind of same kind of concept, certain books that you read? Are you more into the business side of the books? Uh, I don't know, uh, I guess feel good books. What kind of books do you read to, to maybe stay in the industry, but then also to kind of further your career and skills? Yeah, definitely in the uh, more interested in the uh, nonfiction and, and business, you know, personal development side of things. Um, just cause it's, I enjoy reading before bed and it's nice to, you know, whether you read five pages or 20, it's nice to kind of have that extra boost, yeah. um, to close out your day. Uh, right now I'm reading a book called better decisions faster, which is all about, um, kind of skills to make the most confident decision, um, when you're faced with different decisions in your life, you know, whether it's from a relationship standpoint, um, whether or not to leave the job you're at, whether or not to close this deal. Um, and I've enjoyed it so far. I'm only like a quarter of the way through it. Um, but definitely books related to that. Um, I recently read Atomic Habits, which is all about kind of building daily habits that, you know, no matter how small, if you practice them over time, they can do great things for your life. Um, so I've started reading a lot of books and uh, I've definitely found some good ones that I enjoy. Yep, now I'm with you there. And as you can see, this real bookcase behind me, I got a lot back here for the those on YouTube watching there. So yeah. I, I agree there reading. Uh, I enjoy it. And it's good, for, it's good for the brain. You know, it helps you relax, Absolutely. things like that. So that's always a plus. And uh, kind of 
for those, the listeners and viewers, um, as you know, we post a lot of job openings, things like that. So for inner sport, kind of that, that vein of the sports industry, what are some possible career fields, um, besides the, your strategic partnerships that, you know, they could be looking into going, uh, further in their career? Yeah, I would say I've kind of noticed, um, client services is such a big thing mm-hmm. in this industry. Like I mentioned from the inner sport standpoint, you know, if we're working with Chase or Heineken or Dosecchi's, there's so many people, uh, excuse me, that are a part of those teams, whether it's, um, you know, helping them with creative ideas for stuff that could be new business ventures for them or um, kind of going over how this specific partnership with this MLB team was in 2023 and giving advice on whether or not they should renew in 2024 or look to go somewhere else. Um, I just think you see all these big companies like um, Endeavor and CAA and, uh, you know, there's a bunch of them out there, but the agency services side of thing is, is such a big part of it. Everyone, at least I did, when you think a sports agency, I thought, Oh, you know, LeBron James, oh, Drew Brees. Oh, like, you know, all you can do in an agency is represent talent, which um, that's such a small part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's marketing and partnerships side of the industry that I'm in, like basically every sporting event out there has partnerships. Someone's in charge of that. So the Waste Management Open is kicking off tomorrow. Somebody's in charge of all those brands that are going to be represented there. And it's all about doing digging. And a lot of it comes from big agencies um, or different brand teams. But that's kind of my biggest suggestion for you don't want to choose too narrow of a path. Um, And that's what I've seen, at least so far, is that's where most people are is on that client services, agency services, um, brand marketing side of the business. Yeah, no, and uh, I, I like the little sentiment there of not you know, getting too narrow of a path early on. And then regarding kind of the job industry, is there certain places you went to find openings or job uh, entries when you were kind of looking for a, looking for a role? Yeah, so I'll say, and, and you know this, Connor, I mean, it took me – about seven or eight months in between roles um, where every day I was up job searching, you know, whether it was teamwork online, whether it was um, LinkedIn, whether it was specific company websites, kind of anything I could get my hands on, um, kept the list. I submitted hundreds of applications, had um, probably close to a hundred different old calls as you could call them. Um, <clears throat> but I feel like I found most of my success through LinkedIn. Um, there's, it, it's super easy to find someone that does something that you'd be interested in doing, mm-hmm. uh, shoot them a connection request and shoot a simple note that just says, Hey, I'm Callan and I'm very interested in the, you know, sports partnership side of the industry would love to have 30, 30 minutes of your time to hear more about what you do and pick your brain. That's actually exactly if I'm in the role I'm in right now. Um, I think back in maybe May of last year, um, found the guy who's my current boss, um, just through looking through Intersport and specific roles, uh, sent him a cold message over LinkedIn. Just, hey, you know, would love to connect, hear more about what you do. We set up a meeting, went into that meeting, not expecting anything other than, uh, you know, just learning more about the guy. Cause I'd, I'd done a ton of those in the past. 
Um, and at the end, we really clicked because we're both very interested in college basketball, have the same sort of career aspirations. Um, and at the end of the meeting, he kind of said, hey, I think we might have an opening soon. Would you be interested? I said, absolutely. And, you know, it's a, it's a couple month process from there, but that's how it all started. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, everybody says it, but I experienced it firsthand. Like you're going to send, a, if you send a hundred outreach notes, like oh, yeah. you might get 10 responses. And of those 10 responses, two of them, you might have a, a, a conversation with, or even just a, a meaningful interaction where, you know, it, it's someone that actually seems to care about you and, and listen to you, you know, while you try to take your time and figure out what they want to do. Um, but that's my biggest suggestion. It's a grind. Use all the tools, all the different websites that are out there. Make things personal. Mm -hmm. um, don't give up after, you know, a dozen a dozen tries because it takes way more than that. And uh, eventually something will work out. Yeah, no. And to your credit, being able to see it firsthand, you know, putting your nose to the grindstone there, it's been, it's been cool to see. And I think that's a perfect way to wrap up here. I mean, our motto here at Constant Sports Podcast is, you know what they say, it's all about who you know. And Mr. Count Kuhlman knew a lot of people that eventually led him to his job he is in now. So we appreciate you jumping on here today, Cal. And uh, this is going to conclude another episode of the Constant Sports Podcast. And special thanks to you for sharing your experiences and thoughts and knowledge to the listeners and viewers today. So for the listeners and viewers, you can find this episode on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, anywhere you get podcasts. And before we go, Cal, I know you just kind of gave some parting advice, but is that are you going to double down there? Or do you have something uh, something else for for the viewers? Yeah, I mean, first off, I want to say thanks for having me. Um, again, it's been great watching this thing grow. I know I was a lot more involved at the beginning, and now I've been, you know, busy with things going on at Intersport, but have always, you know, listened and loved seeing the different guests you've had on. Um, and I would just kind of double down and say, you know, if anyone's looking for something, keep pushing, keep your, you know, don't narrow in on one specific focus, kind of think of different ways that you could get involved in the industry, meet as many people as you can. Um, and I'm more than happy to be a resource for anyone. Again, I got my job by reaching out to someone, but there's hundreds of other people that I reached out to that I didn't get a job with. I'd be more than happy to listen to anyone who's looking for advice or just wants more info about whether it's my career path or sort of, um, more info about intersport or day to day more than happy to set up a time to talk um <clears throat> and yeah moral of the story just it's a great industry to be in it's fun and it's uh you know you got to work for it so put your head down and keep going beautifully said yeah thanks again Callan. and that's uh <laughs> listeners and viewers like i said you can find us anywhere uh you get your podcast and youtube so we will see you next week and uh thanks again thank you connor <laughs>